Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Hey, everybody. Davenport and LaRock here on Alternative Public Radio International coming to you live from TalkShoe.com tonight. We are on a different platform tonight while the station is still down. The station should be up uh, tomorrow night, I'm hoping. Um, if not tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday, it will be up. I'm sorry it's been down as long as it has. not been able to go over there and get the player been kind of difficult for folks. We've gotten a lot of PMs, but people are standing with us, and uh, they understand that we have to upgrade equipment. They understand the cost of running a volunteer station. So there have been some economic uh, problems going on, but we are solving those. And it wasn't just economic. It was uh, the simple fact that we needed to upgrade station so be patient with us and we will have everything back up and running ASAP hello Diane how are you doing I'm good how are you doing this evening well my heart started tacking out at the last minute here I don't know what's going on with that Uh oh kind of weird just before I hopped on air I was probably thinking about that Saturday night show and uh, my heart started racing <laughs> Well, didn't that show go really well for you? Well, it didn't sound like praise the Lord. Who said praise the Lord here? What are they praising the Lord on? Let's see. My daughter just won a first Girl Scout badge. Oh, how exciting. Let's all just praise the Lord on that one. Yes, let's, the Lord's got time for all that, I'm sure. I'm sure the <laughs> Lord has been standing by waiting for little Becky to win her first badge, Girl Scout badge. Um. Smells like somebody's been passing gas here in the studio, really bad. Uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to really get on some people here. Just really stop the show and get on some folks. They right in my chair too as they left the chair. That's really not funny, folks. Not at all. Not funny. Uh, so I hear you. Uh, my show was a little draggy for you, huh, Ms. LaRock? Say over that again. There. Over there Saturday night, my show was a little slow for you at times, huh? Well, I was listening to it, and... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I thought it was, like, it was good, it was good, you know, but um, it was a little lengthy, and Well, so, do you understand the strain I was under? Oh, I, I get it. I mean, I was listening to the both of you talking, and, uh, you know, it's like, of course, like I said, there's glitches, and there's little things that have to be, quirks that have to be worked out, but... Uh, you know, like, give me an a, example. Give me an example of some quicks and blurches and slurred ups and. <laughs> well, it's. I was just listening on it, and you know, there were certain things that were being mentioned. You know, a couple of times repeating. You know, uh, you know, talking about. Uh, you were talking about cross uh, promoting, and you were talking about you know getting, you know, the station up on ear and and uh, the gentleman that was talking as well. So it was just you know the kind of. 
I was looking for some kind of a, you know, discussion forum, debate, you know, something like that, but it was uh, more so of um, just getting, you know, into the game and opening up, you know, the field for this uh, this this new platform, so... <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say either. It's uh, that's radio. You you're just yeah. lear- you're just learning. That's that's radio. You know, there's there's sometimes when you have lots of lag and lots of drag and um, mm-hmm. people coughing, burping, farting, uh, people knocking over chairs and tables, and you know. <laughs> people screaming in the background on live shows and drunks and uh, moments of complete absurdity. Uh, right. That's live radio. That's that's what it's all about. You know, there's no one show really any better than the other when you look at it on a broad scale. It's just live radio, you know. Right, I get it, I get it. Yeah. Uh, and he's a complete asshole. Just a complete asshole. I hope you're listening, Stephen. Complete <laughs> Asshole. Um, That's a wonderful compliment to begin. <laughs> yeah, it's a wonderful compliment. Uh, he says to me here, um, what does he say to me here? Let me run up on this and see what he's he's saying here. Um, he's the coach. He's the new coach. And uh, let us try to make a deal. You need to do. You need to go out of your way to try to do what I ask, even if it seems completely unreasonable. You need to be very careful not to argue with me or use the wrong language. I know both of us have reputations. I am famous for being an asshole. I have very high standards. Everyone will be going up to those standards. Do you understand me? We are going to be the best ever. Okay. Well, I remember when I was listening in the the show, there was also the mention of, you know, him having to wear different hats, and you know when you're. I don't give a shit about his different hats. <laughs> Be thankful okay. that you are not working for me twenty years ago. I am very easy now. Right. You're yeah. more. You're more. Subdued. No, that's what he said. I'm reading it to you verbatim. Oh, that's what he said. Okay. I'm reading it to you. All this is what he said. Mm-hmm. So. Then he says, please understand me. This is not an attack on you. <laughs> what does it sound like to you, Diane? <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's talking about you, then it's about you. You know, it's an attack on you. That's the way I look at it. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he was taking it. You he know, was. It out. He was. He was taking yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were he's telling a, me that, you know, fucking, he was complimenting you. He's a fucking dictator. He's a fucking dictator. But you enjoyed your first time with him. Not with him. I enjoyed being on air. I enjoyed okay. being on air. I didn't enjoy anything with him. I see. Then he said my picture was ugly. He doesn't want me in a cap and sunshades. He's My picture's ugly. Uh, and he doesn't like fat women, and he will not have ugly people on our posters for you and I. If we have any guests, uh, let's see. We do not like ugly people. I will not post ugly people's pictures in the promo posters. Uh, No fat people, especially. Oh, well, then I'm out of there. (laughs) You know, what are we going to do? This guy just really 
pisses me off. Oh, so we're attacking we're attacking all bunch of people now. Yes, we are. This is an attack oh. show. Yeah, we're but that's but that's that's really bad when you say not even I would say no ugly people. Not even I would say that on a post. This is radio. This is not primetime television here, you know? So there's no need for that kind of Yeah, he's talking, mm-hmm. he's talking about just for the pics, for the poster. Like you and I have our pics on there. Mm-hmm. No ugly people. Well, who is he? The God of all judges for who's ugly and who's not? <laughs> well, and, and you met, you were mentioning fat people. Well, you know, I'm overweight and... Uh, oh, we won't show your body then. We'll just show your beautiful... No, face. don't. let's not show my body. Of course not. Just my face. i got a pretty face. I'm good to go. But I'm surprised <laughs> you have a pretty face. Oh, goodness. But I'm surprised that this guy and I have not just went completely at each other and just killed the whole deal. I mean, I'm, I've had to really bite my tongue. I mean, I've that today when he said that <clears throat> he was being a dictator this morning, I had to really bite my tongue, man. I had to walk the floor. I wanted to quit so bad. But I just took it. I don't know why. I just made one of those decisions to take it right up the butt. And, um, you know, here I am, ready for a big show next Saturday with Diane LaRock and Robin. Robin, yes, Robin K. Miller. How can we make that show new and different? I guess I'll let you figure all that out. Of course, you know. Well, I mean, you know, there's a... There's a lot of things that can be discussed, and it doesn't necessarily have to pertain to her book. You know, it, it can be based on her experiences as, as well. And, uh, and life, and life. She likes to talk life. about life. You know, she's yeah, not afraid exactly. to attack the black issue, the white issue, the Mexican issue. The, she's not afraid to attack anything. That's right. So, no, I'm looking forward to uh, having the opportunity to speak with her. Yeah, well, make sure make sure and make some crib notes on stuff you would like to kind of bring into the conversation and something that we can kind of make new, you know, something uh, philosophical maybe. Ask her some in, in-depth questions about life or living or, mm-hmm. you know. I really don't want to get into, I really don't want to get into politics real heavy, but maybe we could lightly touch on the Hitlerian bump deal, you know. And the what? Bump the Trump. Donald Trump. Debunk the trunk? Bump the trunk, yeah. <laughs> okay. Bump. So so what's on the scope with Mr. Donald Trump these days? What's going on with him? Oh, I don't know. He's, you know, he's really popular. Um, it's just amazing to me that he's taken off so well as he has with the younger group, younger crowd uh, Hillary is just keeps piling up the stupidity and piling up the stupidity and piling up the criminal charges every day. They just get deeper and deeper and deeper. Now with the Clinton Foundation, they're digging into that. WikiLeaks right. digging into that. So, you know, I don't see how in the hell she could ever become president. I don't see how in the hell I may be moving to Scandinavia. I mean, I don't know if she, you know, if she becomes president then Charlie Manson could come out and run for mayor of a city or something, or take over as governor. Well, from what I've been hearing, you know, people on this side of the border, which is Canada, a lot of people are saying, like, really? Like, 
is this like when is this joke going to end? <laughs> when is this comic strip going to finish? Because yeah. it's almost it's 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 ironic, it's pathetic that you know we have these two candidates, one one who is a blatant you know racist and and you know is not saying anything that makes any kind of sense, and the other one who is a bought out, sold out, corrupt kind of a person that, mm-hmm. you know, is making headlines. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, like, sitting here in Canada, I'm like, really? Which one are they going to choose? I'd put a big X on the annul vote. You yeah. know, that's, that would be me. But most people always say, well, we're going to go with the lesser of two evils. Yeah, and that's just, <laughs> just ridiculous. The lesser of two evils. How about we go for something that is more positive than evil you know who who who's going to be the next president what are we going to well nobody's getting any press though see nobody the third party candidates are not getting any press at all diane no and that's unfortunate because i mean none of them diane none of them not even one no no but like you were saying you know and and people need to wake up because i believe that you say you know the president is not elected they are already appointed yes so, you know, you go to the voting polls, you think you got it made, you think that you're being represented. No, you're not. <laughs> you know, all people have to do, all people have to do is take one day and study this and they'll see that presidents here are appointed, not elected, you know. Just one day. Right. One day is all they need to take, you know. Do you know that there was something very funny that I saw passing through the other day, a little video clip from... Uh, I think it was a Die Hard movie with Bruce Willis back in 1995, where there was a clip where he's in the car, and they're saying something, and they said, the next president, the the, the 43rd president of the United States is going to be Clinton, Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is 1995, 21 mm. years ago. Mm. Mm. Seemed kind of strange, or could that be like just a mere coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see what the outcome's going to be. And so, you know, politics are always the same running thing. You know, people are voting based on what they like to hear, what, you know, what, what coincides with their ideologies. Bullshit. And, just bullshit. You know, more bullshit. Oh, no, no, but I'm not saying that it's right. I'm yeah. just saying that, I, I'm just saying that, you you know, you can give a, a terrible speech, you can give a good speech, but at the end of the day, are you actually bringing something to the table that's going to make uh, good changes for the country? Yeah. You know, and right now I'm not hearing any of that. I'm hearing a lot of hot air, you know, and a lot of, you know, people throwing accusations at other groups of people, and we got to make our country right again. we got to make it, you know powerful and big and but was it ever was it what is that was it ever a good country like was it no it's never been a good country since 1774 <laughs> so you know what make 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 this country great again and i'm like really make it great well we were we were a republic when we started there for five or ten minutes and 15 minutes and then we became this federalist uh, thing this nationalist thing this u.s Washington, D.C. thing, District of Columbia, 10 miles 
stretch of bullshit there, and the government took over. We had big government, expansion of government, and expansion of the federal government, and that's what happened. And they took over, and the Federal Reserve took over, and when that happened, we lost everything. We lost, we, mm -hmm. our country, lost everything at that point in time. 1913, we were, we were already gone. We, we'd already lost it all, so... There was no hope of ever return, getting it returned to any semblance of normalcy whatsoever. And uh, we're still fighting for that, many of us. Uh, we feel lost and alone. We feel alienated. Um, we feel insane. A lot of times we feel crazy, like we're in a minority, and we are in a minority. Because you have to be sane and you have to be experienced and you have to have some wisdom to realize what you lost, what you could have had. It's what now is that? gone. Well, a true republic, you know, where the majority really does rule and minorities do count, um, and government is not so big and swollen and running mm -hmm. over, you know, and the people's voices do count in every community, in every town, in every city, in every state, and people are taken seriously at the polls, and voting is real, you know. Uh, but, but, well... Yeah. Prior prior to those days, men were, were the only ones allowed to vote. Then women started to be allowed to vote, and then black people were only allowed to start voting in the 1960s, and they're still having problems getting everyone to be able to register to vote because they keep switching, you know, the, the, the rules of the game. Oh, they're going to have, they solved that. They're going to let all those damn refugees vote now. Okay. So they've solved that problem. That's why they brought them all in here in the first place, I think, is to get them to damn vote. But they don't. their vote doesn't count, so why would they want them to vote in the first place? But there's also another thing that I, I know about the United States is that, you know, when someone has been incarcerated, they don't have the right to vote anymore. If they have a felon. They have to be, okay. if, they're, if they're out of prison, they can vote. If they have a felony, they can't vote, and they're trying to change that now. Right. Because I feel like if you've done your time and, you know, you're you're out of the penal system, then your vote should be counted for as well. No yeah, matter. I do too. I do too. 100%. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of little loopholes there when it comes to the voting system in the United States. But what, anyways. What fascinates you? Pardon me? What fascinates you? What fascinates me? Yeah. The universe. <laughs> what fascinates me is what is out there, um, the unknown, the the um, the cosmos. That 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 fascinates me, and not no, not necessarily in a as as you would say in a, you know esoteric or uh, you know spiritual sense, but I mean just to know what would be out there, because um, I've always said that we're not alone. We're not alone. We cannot be alone. It's impossible. And um, I'm just very curious about what's out there. It's amazing that planets aren't closer together. They're so far apart, you know, millions and millions of light years apart. It's amazing that they're not closer together, you know. And, uh, and with, it's not just the planets, Kyler. I mean, it's like if you look at our solar system and then, you know, uh, the Milky Way, uh, our galaxy, and we're like a tiny little spot in this galaxy. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then, you know, the universe is like, you know. Mm-hmm. Trillions and trillions. Like, trilli- no, trillions. Wow, trillions and wow. trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions no? of galaxies. So, you know, when, when I, when one thing, you know, you posted something earlier, you know, about um, how we are supposedly connected. We're all connected in a way. And um, I believe that there is, um, you know, one one primal, not primal thought, but um, come on, how do you say it in English? Um, you know, we all stem from one cell that, you know, somewhere along the way, our thoughts are all interconnected. And mm-hmm. um, I question, really question, you know, what is out there, who is out there, and what other species, you know, are living and evolving uh, at different rates than we as human beings are. And, um, you or know, they could be a million years in advance of us. Of course. Of course. You know, and, and we we see um, something that I find, you know, and I tell my, my kids this, you know, when we see movies of the nature of Star Trek and Star Wars and things like that, there's always a message that is given in there. And I I firmly believe that, you know, there are different types of species that that uh, live in, in other places, and uh, not all good, not all bad, but, you know, just different. And uh, we as human beings, I'm sure that, you know, there will be a time where we're going to come across a few of these. You know, maybe maybe not in my lifetime or your lifetime, but I really feel that we're going to be connecting more and more with people and species from other other areas. So that fascinates me, you know. And I don't look at it always as being a negative or cataclysmic destructive force that is going to invade the, the planet Earth. I see it more as if we are open to others, then, you know, we may be learning and exchanging. Oh, I'm so, sure. <laughs> are you kidding? I'm sure we will. If there's any semblance of meeting any other species, we will do much more than learn. We will be completely astounded, and our our brain will explode. Just, <laughs> you know, just 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 knowing that there is some other species out there will, uh, well, my God, the implications of that are unspeakable. Yeah, unspeakable. So. You know. So that those are things that fascinate me, and um, I mean, other than that, what am I fascinated by? I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by how many people uh, these days are disconnected more and more, and um, you know, believe everything that they're being told, and uh, nobody seems to want to take the time to. Uh, analyze it or research it and um, you know all these things that are being thrown at us in the media um, that fascinates me that people can just believe you know arbitrarily everything that people say in the media and um, Mm -hmm. that's another part of um, what I think we as human beings need to work on you know we're bombarded by information by the media and not not all of it is true a lot of it is propaganda and it's created to keep us uh you know asleep basically so that's all i can say right now 
Yeah, it's, I don't know if it's created to just keep us asleep, but it's definitely created to control us and to uh, keep us in a box and keep us calm and cool and keep us believing whatever the New World Order wants us to believe. And um, I'm fascinated by how many people have fallen for religion and Christianity. That's what I'm fascinated by. And God, I'm fascinated why so many people have fallen for this Sunday morning God. Uh, that is amazing. That is one of the most amazing things that I can think of. Do you believe in, in any form of or any oh, none of us know. Of God? None of us know what that might be. None of us have any idea if there is even uh, a first cause. There's not necessarily a need for a first cause in science. Uh, mm -hmm. There's not necessarily a need for a first cause. So that kind of negates that. Uh, I would be interested to know if there is something out there which mm -hmm. might not even be called something. It might even, I don't know. There, there, just no way, there's no way to even voice something like that. There's no way to even talk about something like that. Um, there's no way to even think about something like that. Uh, the, you know. The, the, the way that I see it, I mean, and this is just as an example, it's not my my overall theory, but, you know, the the word God, G-O-D, you know, and um, the gift of divinity, G-O-D, the gift of divinity, um, I believe is in each one of us, and that because we are all part of uh, a cycle of energy that we are based on the negative and the positive that we are able to tap into that gift of divinity if we choose and and people will talk about yes but there's evil and there's the devil and there's satan and there's this and that and I thought whoa 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 to me I see it as just wh whichever one that you feed into you know, you can you can feed into the light, you can feed into the dark, but we are both negative and positive. And so when we talk about God, um, what is God? I believe God is within each one of us, that we have the potential and we have the capability of, um, you know, raising our, our, our minds and our spirits to a higher level. Um, we have gifts that are unbelievable, but we don't tap into them. So, you know, we, we choose to do good, we choose to do bad, uh, and, um, and I think that, that's what God is. It's not um, uh, God is good and evil is bad. It's, it's not that. To me, I, I don't get that, that, that kind of thinking when I think of God. You know, I believe he, he she, whatever, gave us, the tools, and it is up to us to tap into them and to use them in a good way. That's all. Well, there's a lot of bullshit going on there, but some of it was good. Thank you. <laughs> some of it was good. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be he or she. I don't know where that comes from, but, you know, uh, whatever it is, it must not be a male or female. There's no... I no. Nothing, nothing in the book that says it has to be. Let's just say, let's just say that 
There's nothing in the nothing in the book that says it has to be a male or a female. It could be something just totally incomprehensible, and I'm sure it is something totally incomprehensible if it is in fact out there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and there may be other dimensions. We're still monkeying around with time here, time and space. Oh. So there may be multiple dimensions. There may be trillions and trillions of dimensions, and so that that really puts a spin on it. You know. Have you, you know, it, it seem, I might seem like I'm going off a tangent here, but have you ever seen the movie Interstellar? No, I don't think so, but I will. Um, What's it about? The concept, the concept is quite interesting, and, um, you know, basically there, <clears throat> there's a guy who is an astronaut, and he goes away into space, and, uh, you know, something happens to them, and, uh, you know, they're not able to come back to Earth. And um, and and it's like a a different time, a different reality, and um, you know his his son or his daughter is is in the room and she sees things moving. She can she can kind of see something, you know, in the light. It's it's weird, and I'm like looking at this movie, and basically it's like he's in a different realm of time. And he's trying to contact her through, um, I don't know what, I forget the name of it. I, I don't want to say quantum physics, but like four-dimensional, five-dimensional reality. Yeah. And um, at the end of it, you know, he, he manages to uh, get back home. But it's it's really an interesting concept, and it's really worth the watch, in my opinion. So we live in a time... You know, we live in a reality here on Earth, but, you know, when people talk about time travel and and traveling through portals, you're not in the same time. It it can be one minute is equal to one day and vice versa. Or a thousand years, or a thousand years, or two thousand years. Yeah, it's mind-boggling. It's just all mind-boggling. I hate to hear people talk like they know what they're talking about. I was on a show the other night talking about that, actually. I hate to hear people talking about what they don't know uh, anything about. And we really don't know anything about anything, so it's really a matter when we talk, we're just kind of kicking things around, kicking the football back and forth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, jury have a lot of theories. Yeah, jury finds DuPont guilty of dumping cancer-causing Teflon chemicals into Ohio River that spread across the globe, causing widespread illness and death. How can we continue to allow these companies to continue to dump their waste products in our waterways? How can we allow this? How can we continue to go on with this? What is wrong with the fucking... American and Canadian people, what the fuck is wrong with us? Tell me, what talk the to fuck the EPA. is wrong with us? No, I don't need to talk to the EPA. <laughs> they work for big. They work for big pharma. There they you work, go. That there you have your answer. <laughs> they work for it's corporations. The I don't know, but uh, you know whether it be Dupont putting in, you know, chemicals into the Ohio River. I, I go back to something that I was, you know. Uh, watching and reading about, you know, two, three years ago about all the fracking that is being done for natural gas in the States. The Southwest, how, especially mm-hmm. the Southwest, yeah. Southwest and, uh, and, 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 you know, in the Northwest as well. You know, there's, 
there there's a lot of uh, fracking that is done and and you know people were not given the right information the truth about it and those uh you know qu- quantity a qu- a quantity of chemicals that are being injected into the earth and what pops out of there is like flammable water when you open your faucet cancer yeah, yeah. that is uh you know coming up in in children and and adults that were otherwise healthy and um <clears throat> excuse me the more that you live you know close and in proximity to, to all of these <clears throat> places especially down uh you know in Texas there's quite a lot of them and um you know it's just people have tried to to fight against the government and the corporations and everybody says no no our studies show that there is no danger everything is safe and we have no problem and yet meanwhile people are dying and and people have fire lighting up in their water i i'm okay so speaking of texas texas sheriffs raid raw milk exchanges real country food from a cow now completely illegal in texas why why health, what's the logic health, in there health department rules but why what's the logic in there well let me just read a little bit of this um Buying milk about as close to nature as it, as it gets is still right. punishable offense in many areas of the U.S. and residents of Houston, Texas, suburb of Katy, were reminded this recently after being paid a visit by police officers for the crime of buying and selling raw dairy products on private property. According to reports, county health inspectors in cahoots with police entourage raided a raw milk exchange taking place in the parking lot of Holy Apostles Church, a drop-off point where area residents come to pick up raw milk they've legally purchased from nearby farms in the area. Sheriff's deputies broke up the gathering despite the fact that in no way violates the law concerning raw milk sales in Texas. So this was all about the Department of Health um, and all this other bullshit and there again, it just gets worse and worse and worse. I mean, people keep taking it up the ass. And the reason that they're doing this is because they don't want people to purchase it directly from the farmers. They want right. Them they want them to go to, to the go store. And then we have another store. other okay. breaking news here. Liberals pressing hard to make pedophilia legal in preparation and readiness oh. of Shahira, Sharia law in America. So there I'm, you go. I'm, 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 I'm like what? Because <laughs> we're gonna make pedophilia legal. Yes. Uh Okay. Yes, I've been I, predicting. I, I've been predicting this and reporting on this for five years. Everybody told me I was completely nuts. And now what? And so we're 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 talking about grown adults engaging with children. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Of course we are. It, it's it's not just the, um, the 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 aspect of grown adults looking at uh, pornography. Pornography. It is now a question of engaging with children. You know, but if if you go back, let me. And I'm not in agreement with this, not whatsoever. But if you go back and you look at the times when um, they were colonizing, you know, this this country, your country, my country, 
and um, they were allowing marriages between older men and younger girls that were, uh, you know, 12, 13, 14 years of age sure. uh, at the time because the life expectancy was not as right. long as it is today. Right. And it made more sense that, you know, you'd want to have a strong young girl that was in her childbearing years mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, have, you know, an extensive amount of children in order to populate the new world. But today, with, you know, with what we have, um, well, there, I personally well, I know what you're, I know what agree with that. I know what you're going to say. There is a uh, tremendous lust for this. There's a tremendous uh, crying out for this. There is a tremendous move on for this. Millions of people want this to be passed. Millions of people want this to be Why? Because it's a turn-on to have sex with uh, 12 and 13-year-olds, men especially. Many women will go that route if a man can turn their buttons just right, uh, which is something we talked about today on Facebook. A lot of, well, a lot of people agreed with me, yes. Women can be turned in just about any direction when they're really horny. Um, but, yeah. Women are men. Men are dogs. Women can be turned in just about any direction when they're really horny, you know. Uh, for the moment, anyway. Now, afterwards, they might feel guilty as hell, but during that hot moment, they could be turned just about any way possible. And, uh, of course, I've had women come down on me hard for telling the truth, and I've had men come down on me hard for exposing the truth. Yes, uh, but if you're talking is, about women, women is adults, not children. No, I'm talking about women can be turned to like pedophilia in the heat of the sexual moment. Okay. They're having sex with a man, and they're having that massive orgasm, getting ready to pop that massive orgasm. They will love. You can make them worship the devil in those few moments. You know? Oh, yes, 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 Satan, yes, Satan, give it to me. You know, yeah. I, no, I never say Satan. I always say, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's really something. I mean, I, I yes, told you this that, before. Ask the majority of women. Take God to bed with you. That's really intelligent. (laughs) Hey, you know, what can I say? But anyway, I'm just trying to give you the truth here. I'm trying to give you the breaking news. You know, men are dogs. Men are dogs. And any any woman that thinks men are not dogs, well, the woman's just an airhead. She's just ignorant. She's never really seen a man. She's never really known a man. She's never really been able to figure men out. You know, she's always just been uh, a play pretty or an ornament or whatever, an airhead. Uh, men are dogs. You know, men are dogs. They'll have sex with dogs if nobody's looking. Men are dogs. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the word dog can be used, but, I mean, I prefer to say that men are more primal. than Men are primal. I just use the word dogs to make it easy. Men are primal. Men are very, very <laughs> primal. And yeah. especially in the heat of the moment, they are very dangerous, very dangerous. There's many you know, study, study after study has been done on this. Go ahead. The, the, when, you, when you talk about, we're, let, let's stick with adults and not, not uh, you know, right. younger, right. younger teens and whatnot. But as adults, when we're talking about, um, you know, the, the sex part, um, men are more primal in the sense that um, unless, and, and even when they're in a loving, quote, relationship of sorts, um, you know, when they have urges and needs, 
they will act upon them. And um, I'm going to share something. <laughs> I'm going to share something that may shock a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But um, there's uh, someone that I know, and um, he he was um, at a conference, and um, uh, he he was accompanied also by another employee uh, from the states. And um, and I'm going to say it: the person was Mormon. He was married, mm-hmm. and yet um, when uh, this person that I know engaged with a woman that they had met at a strip bar in the room, the hotel room. The man who was, quote, a Mormon and married sat there and watched. He did not necessarily participate, but mm-hmm. he sat there and watched. And mm-hmm. then I laughed about this because I said, isn't that kind of like um, hypocritical to talk about, you know, having a certain faith and being married, and then the next thing you know, you're, you're engaging or being a voyeur in, in certain sexual acts. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe personally as a woman that, you know, given the opportunity, most people, not all, but most people will delve into sexual behaviors Maybe that mm-hmm. are not necessarily vanilla and they will not tell people about it for fear right. of retaliation or right. reprisal. Right. But they do it in private. They right. do some crazy stuff. Right. And men you that know? are pent, men that are pent up, and men that are not able to talk to a woman about this, as yourself, or talk to me as a man about this, and kind of relieve themselves upon us as what they're thinking and fantasizing about, will go out and commit crimes. Exactly. It helps, and, um, it helps if someone can trust someone enough to relieve their fantasy, relieve their thinking, like me talking to you about my fantasy or whatever, or mm-hmm. you talking to me about your fantasy. But I don't worry about women as much. I worry more about me, men. I worry about men. You know, they're, men. they're the ones who, who, who commit the most crimes, sexual crimes and things, and they're the ones who are most pent up and mixed up in this society today and not able to voice their opinions about what they really want, what they really like, what they really need, you know. And and I have, I have husbands tell me all the time, oh, my God, I could never tell my wife this. Oh, my God, I could exactly. never tell my wife this. Oh, my God, you know. And I've come, I've come back to this subject time and time again uh, with friends, whether they be women or men, um, people I know, and I say, you know, you always believe that a woman doesn't have uh, her fantasies or her desires, and if you're in a relationship with that person, you say, "Oh, I love that. I love my wife, or I love my girlfriend." I would never, and I say, "Never what?" Because you you have to question if you have desires and fantasies. Maybe she does as well. But most people, both men and women, assume that their desires or fantasies might be a little too far off the wall. And they can't talk about it because they're going to be judged by them. You just got to train a woman. You got to train a woman up to that. If she's not trained up to it, you just open your mouth and tell her what you want. Tell her what you're thinking. Let you know real quick whether she, whether she. Absolutely. You know, but it's like if you're in a relationship, that's where people are more afraid because you know you don't want to be judged by your partner or spouse. And for me. You know, I've come back to this subject time and time and said, you know, if people were able to openly express their wishes and desires when it comes to their sexual tendencies, um, you know, before you involve yourself with 
person, that person in a, a yeah. long-term relationship, yeah. talk about it. Say what you really mean and who you really are. I mean, again, it depends. If you're in your 20s and 30s and you're looking for a specific type of thing, okay. And when you're older, maybe you're, you're switching over to, I'm looking more for a companion, for someone to spend my life with right. rather than uh, engaging in well, like I have. I have a 24-7 sex. I have a companion now. Right. You see, you have a companion. You have someone that you've been the best friend yes. for 19 years, as you said. Yes. You know, but when someone is in their 20s and 30s, um, a lot of people get into a relationship with another person because, A, they're 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 needy. They don't want to be alone. They want to feel loved and they want to feel attractive. And everything is great for the first six months, you know, that mm-hmm. honeymoon period. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. oops, you start saying real things and getting to know the real person. Yep. And then you realize that, oh my God, this is not the person I knew. And yet, at the beginning, these are when you should have conversations. Yes. Um, so for me, if if sex is part of anyone's relationship, then it should be discussed. Mm-hmm. If if I'm into something kinky and my partner is not into that whatsoever, um, what am I going to do? I'm going to I'm going to assimilate myself and turn myself back into that little sweet vanilla person. I'm not going to be happy because that's not who I am at the core. Right. So don't get into a relationship with a person that is not on the same mindset or thinking of you. And, and you know, it doesn't mean have sex every day because that's craziness because good sex should not be every day. No. It should not be. No. You know, the, the kind of sex that men talk about that, oh, I could have sex every day. Well, that's that's just, the kind of sex where you're going to relieve yourself. Yeah, that's dog sex. And you're sex. wasting your energy. That's animal sex, just dog sex. Exactly. So... It's it's a whole it's a whole gamut of of, uh, of issues when it comes to sex, you know, and and people have to really start talking about this. And I personally believe, and this is my kumbaya moment with you, but <laughs> if people were happy and content yeah. in their sexuality, emotionally and in their minds, yes, life would be better. But you have a, a, a vast majority of people who are Miserable. frustrated, sexually no. frustrated, and they don't have an outlet, and they're not willing to um, talk about it and and work at it, you know, to create that spark, that that uh, excitement in the relationship, and then everything just begins to fall into that mundane aspect of a relationship and then everything else comes into play life work job bills kids the whole nine yards and i that's when i say us as women and i say this as women we also need to tap into our womenhood not just the mother mother part uh because men want and desire the woman that they met at the beginning of their relationship yeah they don't want it they're not attracted to the woman who decided to put her big comfy slippers and sweatpants and baggy T-shirt and say, come to bed and let's make love. That, that's not exciting for a man. No. Because men are visual creatures, visual. Yeah. And so, you know, let's 
get with the program. It doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, you know, um, if you can seduce a man and, and a man can seduce your mind and is willing to put forth the effort on the cerebral level and both partners are willing to put forth uh, the effort on a physical and emotional level, then you're probably going to end up being happier than, you know, having sex once every four months, you know? But oh, anyways. I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. You're a genius. I mean, you're exactly right. And uh, many men and many women will suspend their fantasies and suspend their kinkiness and live a life of misery for 25, 35, 45 years. Yes, sir, they will. Eventually just forget about it. Just It just passes into the back of their mind, and it's gone. And they're, they're, at first they might be really sad. At first, they might go around really depressed about it, and then they just, after a while, it just kind of leaves them, you know, Diane? Yeah. I, I myself, you know, I turned 50. I don't look 50. I don't behave like a 50-year-old woman. I'm, um, I'm a young girl at heart. Uh, I've got my cray-cray side. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm a little crazy. Yeah. And, you know, um, I got the wild in me. I'm like the tigress. I'm like whatever you want to call me. But to me, it's it's so important. You know, I, I have my kids. Yes, they're teenagers. And that part of me as a single divorced woman, I will not let that go because motherhood is one thing. But goodness, Lord, I embrace being a woman, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, up until the point where it happens, great. And when it don't happen no more, okay, let's move on to other things in life. That's all. You know, I was thinking, doing the math here, and a lot of people out there in the audience, and we get so many hits in post-production. I think I told you that the other night. We don't get a lot of live listens, but we do get a lot of post-production listens, thousands of post-production listens. People don't realize we stay in the newsroom 135 hours a week. Whether we're in the newsroom or we're on the road, it's 135 hours of of, uh, hard-pressed work on the Internet. And that's a lot of hours. And you figure that up per month. And then you take the time and figure out what if we were making $25 an hour for two of us doing that per month. Think of the thousands of dollars we'd be making per month, and we earn absolutely nothing. We are all volunteer, and um, we are working whether we're here or at board meetings or at City Hall or at the Sheriff's Department doing our disaster training program or wherever we are. We're still on social media running the station, and people don't realize how hard that work is, and many ask, why do you do it if you're not making any money? Well, because it's our passion. It's our love. It's what we do. It's what we're in love with. We're in love with this work, you know. But um, I probably post 200. You've seen my post. I probably post 200 posts per day. You post a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't even see. More I mean, than I've, me. I've started to give you some of my posts, the better ones that I want you to see. I, I don't put, right. you know. I put the top eight, top ten on your page, you know. Did you did you see, Kyler, today, someone posted on my page tonight, um, this little uh, cartoon. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a little uh, a Pikachu right at the edge of a cliff, and there's a bunch of people 
looking down at their phones, and they're all heading off the cliff. They're all heading off the cliff with a little Pikachu, yellow Pikachu. I see it. I'm looking at the, walk, like, the walking Poke Zombies. I'm looking at you. That's it. That's what I call the Pokey Zombies. I'm looking at your page right now. I'm going to share that right now. That is Oh, Lord. Funny. Wow. Uh, what else do you want to call them? You know, you were mentioning before, uh, you know, you shared that little article there that was in French, uh, what happened in Montreal. And I was just going to say that um, someone who's on my Facebook page, he's uh, a local um, um, artist. He does uh, spoken word poetry, and uh, uh, he also does a community radio show here on Tuesdays in Montreal, Kim Dominic Ferguson. And he was out there last week uh, in Montreal at Cabot Square, which is where the Atwater... Uh, subway is and um he was like picturing like he had his phone up in the air and he was showing us the mob in the back and you know he was speaking with his mix of you know jamaican patwa and the uh haitian creole and he was (laughs) all these people in the background and he says i'm going to cross over the street now so i don't get you know trampled on because it was just so crazy and wow. it was a mob over there for this special whatever Pokemon character of some sort. You're kidding and me. No, I'm not kidding you. It's like people are getting, and this was like 11.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, they were beside the old uh, Montreal Children's Hospital, which is now. Oh, I saw that. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. People were stopped. Traffic was stopped. People were yep. in mobs. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. And it's like, really? On a Wednesday night at 1 o'clock in the morning and you're disturbing all these people, you What's know, this because... What's coming to, man? It's crazy. It's, did, it's you see, crazy. did you see the poster we put up for you and me and... Yes, I did. For yeah. Kim, uh, for Kim, for Robin K. Miller. Yeah. Uh, for next week on uh, Saturday, July 30th, we're going to be... Doing that show at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. On Truth Cat Radio. That's it. And we're going to be heading a a nice little interview with uh, this lady from Brooklyn, New York, who was uh, a corrections officer at Rikers Island for 20 years. So I invite people to listen in on this and, uh, you know, get her book and, you know, See what's, what it's all about because there's a lot of stuff that goes on that most people never know about. I haven't um, had a guest on this quick. This is my first time in my career. Really? Yeah. This will be the okay. first time in my career that I've ever had a guest on this quick, the second time. So I'm a little, I'm a little uh, fuzzy. Well, well, we'll we'll get through it. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll be able to have a great conversation, and you know. Uh, and you know, enlighten people as to what her book is about, and uh, yeah. you know, she'll share her story. So it'll be interesting for sure. And my numbers are still flying. I'm I'm at um, I'm at six thousand eight hundred and thirty nine. Headed to seven thousand this evening, and people engaged four thousand. I'm headed to five thousand here in a few minutes. Wow! Unbelievable! Unbelievable! That's good. Yeah, it's uh, it's really amazing considering it's all organic, and you know that's uh, the amazing part of it all is it's all organic. No GMOs it, in there. 
Yeah, no GMOs in there. We didn't pay for any of this shit, you know what I mean? Wow. Oh, uh, boy. Looking at this video where this uh, old woman is trying to cross five lanes of traffic. Did you see that one? Yeah, I did. I did. Is it I on was your like, page, or is it on your page? Oh, no, no, I saw it, I saw it, I think it was yesterday or the day before I saw it, and I was, like, looking at that, and I was like, five lanes of traffic. And that looked like, you know, that looked like it was somewhere, I don't know if it was in in, in a country in, in the continent of Africa or if it was in India, but it didn't look like it was in the United States because no, the didn't. traffic was going crazy. Yeah. Maybe China? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he looks African or Nigerian. It, that's what I thought as well because there, there's some crazy drivers out there. <laughs> it's on your page and, now, so. Yeah, and, and the guy literally had to stop, get out of his car, and make sure that the old lady could cross the road. Yeah. Because not one vehicle would stop, and oh, uh, hell no. you know, oh, it it it, it kind of goes with the same line of thinking of. Everybody's in a hurry. I don't have time to, you know, to stop for you. You're not important. Uh, my life is more important than yours. And you know, that's pretty much what I got. I agree with you about two hours on radio being a little long. Uh, not completely. Not completely, because when I'm by myself, now don't take this wrong either. This, you can take this wrong really quick. Don't take this wrong at all. When I'm by myself, it's a whole different ball game. I can soar through two hours. When mm-hmm. I'm with a co-host, I, I seem I, it seems different. I can't. I mean, no, I can. I do, but it's more difficult <laughs> to to soar through two hours. Now, why is that? I'm going to let you analyze that. And and two hours is too long for a guest. Uh, because things, oh, start, things start dragging out, you know. After yeah. about 45 minutes, you start kind of winding down. People get tired, you know. Unless they're just chatty Cathy, you know, and they're just like, mm-hmm. you know. And then they can go for two hours. You, you know those kind of guests, the ones that are just full of life and just, oh, ready to yeah. go, you know. But um, two hours, yeah, two hours, nah. Well, two hours for me, if you're going to do a radio show, um, this is my personal opinion that, you know, you need to maybe have certain topics on the table and, you know, elaborate and have discussions and or debates. And if you had, um, as well, if you had people that were calling in and, you know, giving their opinions or um, commenting, then, you know, you can extend it to that level. Um, When you're alone... And, and you're doing two hours, um, certainly you, I, I could talk about a lot of things, so can you, but where are you going and what are you... Well, you have, and there again, you have people tune in and tune out, too, on the Internet. You have thousands of people tuning over and then tuning out, tuning over, tuning out, tuning over, tuning out, so, you know... Sounds like sex. We're going to do different positions. Anyway. Yeah, it's different positions. <laughs> what it is, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. so two hours is cool because you have new people coming in all the time, tasting the waters. You know. Right. Yeah. Uh, as long as you can handle two hours and still be kind of awake and alive, you know that's the key. Right. Uh, exactly. I've got a lot of powerful two-hour shows where I just get really preachy and just go and go and go and go and go and go and go, and then I've got some that drag a little bit, you know, not much, not much, but a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, an hour is perfect because you're in, you get the content done, you get the show done, and you get out. It's smooth. Yeah, it's crisp. I agree. I agree. I mean, if you're if you're more than and and again, uh, I've seen like in community radio here in Montreal where um, when Kim is doing his show, he's got um, you know DJ Sirius, and then there's a, another girl. I forget her name. I think it's um, I forget. Anyways, and there are three people, three people with three varying opinions, and I, they also you can normally go two have hours. Sex. You can go two hours. They right. do uh, an hour and a half. They yeah. go from seven to eight thirty. Yeah. No, and part of their show is kind of like, hey, what what was happening in your weekend? Oh, I did this, I went here, we did that. Right. And then after that, they're going to do like maybe 15, 20 minutes worth of, uh, you know, music. And then they come back and they do the top of the hour. And then the last kind of 30 minutes is going to be full-fledged, you know, debate, conversation, issues in the black community and so on and so forth. Yeah. So it's a good, um, solid one hour and a half but you've got like at least three, four, maybe sometimes five people coming through, you know. So it's it's nice. Yeah. But um, I enjoy what we're doing right now. It's great. And well, uh, you know. I, I, yeah, I do too. I mean, I know what good radio is, and I know what stinky radio is. And uh, if I ever start getting stinky, you'll know it. I'll say, well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to. And not that. <laughs> You know, not that it's time to, but we're getting ready to close it out at the top of the hour here with our hour. And, um, you know, it's you're right. You're right. I'm going to talk to Stephen about this two-hour drag time and uh, let him know how much quicker and how much smoother things run. Oh, and you know what? He's going to, he's the dictator. You know, he's going to say, don't tell me what to do, you know. Well, I mean, if you're going to work with somebody... Um, whether it may be working with you or you working with with Steve, um, you know, somewhere along the way we have to voice our opinions, and um, you know, yeah. it's not because one person thinks a certain way that it it is, you know, ultimately the best. And I think that right. if if you're in this business, in the radio business, that you know, opinions should always be valued because um, people can always bring new new content and new ideas to the table and some people believe that they have the best recipe the best solution until you add whoa maybe whoa whoa recipe. save it you need to be talking to steven yeah that's <laughs> you you need to be talking to steven you know you're one of my producers you need to be <laughs> talking to him about this okay so you know let let him know that he's not the big dog on the block you know well, like I said, I mean, I, I don't know him yet. I haven't spoken to him. Right. And, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, if, if it comes that point in time where we need to discuss certain things, yeah. then, you know, I'll say what I have to say. That's yeah. all. Yeah, I know you will. And <laughs> just, just, just so you know, and I yeah. don't normally do this ever, um, never mind, never mind. Never mind? Uh, no, never mind. Aww. I'll tell you off air sometime. Uh, but anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to cut it short at the top of the hour here. Uh, I'm happy. Diane's happy. And uh, I think it's been a really good show tonight. It's always a good show when you guys and girls are out there listening to us. And I know you are. And I know who many of you are. And I want to thank my closest friends on Facebook for supporting us and for helping Diane and I to grow the show and to do better every single day. 
Um, I want to thank all of you who take the time to listen and like and comment and share our pages and our posts and our pieces and our works. It really means a lot to me. Now, when I click on something, I do a post, I get 25 or 35 or 40 uh, comments in thread. You don't know how much that means to me. Uh, that's what we live for today in this digital age. Unfortunately, it's come to this. Unfortunately, it's come to this, where we live for our threads. We live for our post. And um, I'm sure Diane can relate to some of that, even though she is not as technologically sound and savvy as some of us, and she does not live on the Facebook all day long, do you, Diane? I enjoy Facebook, Kyler. I enjoy sharing and, you know, uh, looking at some articles and things like that. But like I was telling you, I'm more of a, a low-key person. I'm not looking to uh, get, you know, like uh, 25,000 followers. It's like, no. <laughs> you know, because I, I, I want to um, be able to um, express different views and different subjects and not stick necessarily in one niche. You know, so um, I try to cater to people that uh, can be politically incorrect, people that have a spiritual connection, and, um, you know, people that like to have um, uh, health information of sorts, and then once in a blue moon, stick in a little funny kind of, you know, crazy thing in there. So, and, and, you know, and you know that's all because of your programming and your indoctrination in the collective. It has nothing to do with you as a person because you as a person do not exist, never have existed, never will exist. You have no person, persona. You are simply parts and pieces of the collective combined together in this organic manifestation we call Diane LaRock. <laughs> I'm just a bunch of carbon chips. That's all I am. You're not. No, seriously. You do not have a self. You do not possess a self. I don't have a self. No. You're simply a collective. You're a collective imagination. You're, you're, a, you're, you're a portrait of all that's ever been. We're going to do like they did in Avatar. We're going to hold hands together. We're going to create this beautiful and wonderful energy and we are going to ascend and transcend into something better. I wish to hell we could. <laughs> One day. <laughs> I wish to hell we could transcend. Yes, we can. <laughs> you know, I believe death is final, 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 the end. That's all, folks. Ebony, 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 ebony. That's it. Done. <laughs> Finished. You know, I don't see how anyone could believe in this stupid eternal life theory not eternal life. Yes, we eternal life. Our... That's what everybody thinks is eternal life. That's what the majority of people in the United States call it. Let's just call oh. it what it is, eternal life. Oh. Eternal life. Eternal well, life. They have. They think they're going to be sitting with God somewhere playing golf. I don't know what they're going to be doing up there, playing golf, playing parks. I don't know what they're going to be doing, flying around, waving at each other. What, what are they going to be doing? I don't know. I'll let you know when it happens to me. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've often thought, how could one even fathom living for trillions of years, conscious? That's hell. That would be hell to me. You know, I, I, I like the I like the other aspect of saying, um, you know, we are in this body form right now, in flesh and blood and, and the whole rest of it. And then one day when we are no longer in this body that, you know, there's something else. There's a spirit. There's something else that occurs. 
I don't have the answer, and I don't pretend to know the answer. Oh, no. But I do not believe that when my physical body is laid to rest, that it is the end of my consciousness. That's all. There's there's something else out there. That's all. That's all. <laughs> something else out there. I you know. I don't think so, and I think that's your indoctrination and your programming taking over, and your 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 need, your desperate need to live on somehow, some way. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I mean, your you know, desperate was... need not to be dead as a fucking doornail. I know, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, we can go into it in, an, in another issue, another time. But you know, I used to um, really, you know, believe in uh, the whole reincarnation, reincarnation process because I felt like, you know, if we did not accomplish what we were here to do, that you know, uh, we would come back. At, uh, uh, there you go. You know, I'm doing the kumbaya thing for you. Yeah, but, but no, it's um, fine. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, and 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 I feel that everything, everyone has a spirit form. It's like, you know, like in the movie The Golden Compass, where every person had their their spirit, um, their animal spirit accompanying them. You know, everybody has different philosophies and, and uh Yeah, and I'm wondering, and I'm, and I'm wondering, you know, if this so-called spirit thing would be just a second level of another level of confusion, wondering who the hell we are and where the hell we're going. You know, well, I don't know if it's confusion, but if you look at the final moment where we find out exactly who we are and why we're here and so forth and so on. But you know, like if you if you look at native um, uh, Native American Indians, or you look at uh, uh, the Aztec culture, um, you know, a lot of these always associated animals, birds, totem. and plants. Totem, totem, totem. Yes. Yeah, you know because. They're all part of the chain. They're all part of the uh, the connection to our, our planet Earth. And so we as human beings exist, but everyone else and everything else also exists, well, and it's part of the from, collective. From working at the crematorium, burning all the bodies I've burned, both young and old, <laughs> I can tell you yeah. that when I sit outside and look at my smokestack running and I see my smoke of my bodies I've just put in the oven burning and going up through the stack, and mm-hmm. the water coming out and misting in my face and the gas coming out and all of the body fluids being burned and the bone and everything going through the stack, going up into the winds, I've seen it, mm-hmm. going up into the winds and being being dispersed to the winds. Mm-hmm. I've often wondered, okay, so those constituent parts, have to rain back down and become a part of plants that are eaten by cows, that are eaten by people, that are et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're mm-hmm. drinking it in your coffee right now, your tea right now. If you had tea today or coffee or water today, you drink dead bodies in your water. They're in your water right now. They're coming into your water right now. You're breathing them in right now from all the burning bodies that are going on around the world. And those constituent not... parts are being rebuilt. Those constituent parts are being rebuilt at the molecular mm-hmm. level. Now, you're talking about the spirit. I'm talking yeah. about the physical aspect of the body, okay? Right. Physical aspect is definitely regenerated. Right. What, what's left of it? What's left of it? 
Well, and, and there's another thing, too, that, you know, when it comes to cremating a body, whether, you know, it be a, a person or, you know, anything else, that the when you've burnt, um, say, say someone who is, is uh, sick, you know, and has a disease of some sort, and you actually bury them in the ground, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're also putting in the ground uh, those diseases, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and they're going to stay there for you know uh, hundreds and hundreds of years. And I've always felt that when you cremate a body, you know, ashes to ashes, purifies, death to death, purifies, it's purifies. It's it's different. You know, it's gone. It's another. Day. And that all depends on the culture of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and their and their religious Cre- stance. Cremation is becoming more popular as we speak. I just talked to the director of the funeral association here in the United States the other day, Ken mm-hmm. Whit- Ken Whitaker. And uh, cremation is becoming much more popular as we speak. I would agree with it uh, personally myself. Uh, you know, my father passed away two and a half years ago. And um, he never left a will. And uh, so me and my brother, my brother and I, should I say, we chose to, um, you know, have him cremated. And, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of ironic in a way because we could have taken his body, put him in a coffin, brought him all the way over to Ontario, which is where the family plot is at the cemetery. And I said, why am I going to do that? When you can just Nobody's have him. Go- have him ship yeah, FedEx. No, but you know nobody's nobody's going to go over to Ontario and and sit in front of a tombstone anymore and say, "Oh, I miss you." No. What my brother did was, we kept him. Well, he kept him in in the box. I didn't even buy him a special urn. Poor me. Oh my God. I bought. You know, uh, the, I didn't buy mother a special urn. I kept her in the box, the little plastic. There box. you go. There no. you go. And you know what my brother did, Kyler, is that he took my father's ash, our father's ashes. And he put it over the mantelpiece of his fireplace up at the cottage. And in my mind, I said, wow, my father is there. He is with us. And he is surrounded by nature and a beautiful lake. And that's it. Yeah. That's That's it. it. And there's no need to cry and to get all lost in your emotions about it. Right. He... Lived his life. He did what he had to do. He chose what he wanted. Now he's to be. gone on with all the other millions and millions and millions Et voilà. and millions of people. Et voila! Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So to me, cremation is a better solution. Takes up a lot less space in the in the ground, and you don't need to pay a, the cemetery and all those people to. Well, they're frauds. They're, they're frauds and hoaxers anyway. It's marketing it's just a scheme another scheme i think we should dig up all the dead bodies in the united states and plant gardens that would be a good idea i'm gonna that would be a great idea i'm gonna promote that on facebook tonight before i go to bed (laughs) (laughs) the only thing i can say to that one kyler is if you're if you're digging up all those bodies you know make sure that you uh we burn them fertilizer in the earth (laughs) well we need to burn them you know take them out and burn them you know yeah. That would that would take a lot of work though. Putting oh my God, recycling all those caskets and taking all those mm. bodies and dragging those stinky things out and putting them in a bulldozer and dumping them in a fire. Lord have mercy. I don't know. You know what? Speaking of of um, burying bodies. Yeah. I I was um, many years ago, back in uh, nineteen oh God, eight, eight, nineteen eighty nine. I was um, in Germany and then I visited Vienna, Austria. 
and I went to the oldest um, church uh, that was there, and uh, there were, you know, when people were buried um, in in the plot of uh, the cemetery back in the uh, 18th century and 19th century, uh, what they explained to us is that the people would be in those um, plots for, let's say, 75 years or 100 years, and then once their time had elapsed, then those bodies would, uh, would actually be taken out mm-hmm. and they would put new ones in there. So Because Ugh. everything's going to be there 200 years later. It's going to be there. I know, but... That's just you know, nasty. That's like putting trading your old Kotex in with your daughter and letting her wear it a while. That's, <laughs> that's just nasty. No, but it's because there was not enough room. It was a small cemetery. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. yeah, but it it just, it was weird. I, I found that was kind of strange, but who's going to be there in 100 years from now to say, don't take my great-great-grandmother's ashes, body out of the cemetery, nobody, you know? Hardly nobody will be there, yeah. Exactly. So we come and we go. We live and we die. Well, Ms. LaRock, I will see you soon. And ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here tonight. And I want to thank all of you again for tuning in. And just thank you for everything. Diane, thank you for being on with me. Thank you very much. See you on the show with uh, Robin coming up uh, pretty soon here. All righty. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.